Let's ride. What up, what up? No playing this ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. And welcome back if you've been here before. Saxonville. Saxonville. Jacksonville Jaguars won their playoff game today. Their wild card game. It was a wild-ass game. Shout-out to the Buffalo Bills. You need about two more L's in your name to go with those four Super Bowls you lost. Fuck y'all. And fuck your mafia. And fuck your dumbass logo. And fuck O.J. Simpson. I hate that motherfucker, too. Anyway, on to this bum-ass news that happened this week. Some weirdo shit happened over the holiday. But apparently, they found there's a, a teenage dude in Texas. He broke into this chick's house, and they caught him on, on the video camera. He, he broke into the house, went through a couple of rooms, I guess went to the bedroom, and she woke up, and there was a mysterious stain on her sheet. Now, I guess they were trying to keep it PG because they didn't want, you know, their uh, readers to, to know what that stain was. But it, it is my guess that it was, um, I say, a sexual bodily fluid. Because they say the, the cat walked out and uh, he had tried, he had her dress halfway up or some weird shit. He had either half a dress on and he was walking around in the house with his pants down. Some goofy shit like that. So I say that to say this. If you know you got a crazy cousin or something... Get, get them some help. Everybody in their family has one person or they may have heard of a relative that's like a little bit, ain't all the way there, man. So get get your people some help, man. Like if I had, if I knew of that crazy individual in my family, I would tell them to the, like, yeah, you got to get your shit together. I don't know where your mom at or whatever. I, I know it ain't like back in the day where you was keeping that crazy uncle in the basement. And, if, you know, the kids don't know like why. Why Uncle John live with, with live with Grandma? He like forty years old, like, and everybody like, yo, John got issues. <laughs> Leave John alone. Give him back his toys, and he'll go about his business. So, if you have people in your family with issues, please help them out. Encourage them to get some type of uh, treatment because I, I'm an advocate for uh, mental health. I've I've worked around it, and I, I really think that it helps people. And it does. It takes all kinds. You got people that are small and petite. Young, you got big, strong, old people. Everybody needs to be able to have their mental health dealt with. So if you have anyone in your family or anybody in your circle that may have an issue, help them out, point them in the right direction because there's no reason for somebody to be out here cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs if you can help them out. Or whether it's them dealing with depression or some things that may have happened in their past, help your people out, man. Ultimately, you can create, if you want to be selfish about it, Ultimately, you're creating a better environment for you and the rest of the world. Please help all folks that you know with mental illnesses. And there's another incident over the New Year. This girl, this teenage girl, apparently was a. Well, she's being accused of killing her boyfriend. Over what I don't know, but apparently New Year's is uh, New Year's Eve is breakup season. I don't know if that's preemptive before Valentine's Day for the fellas. Like, listen, we've been kicking it for a few months, but coming into the New Year, I think I want to wipe my slate clean. <laughs> So we can't do this no more. Or it may be something for the ladies. They may have that thing too. But I've been hearing recently more that, 
you know, people go to, they go out to New Year's parties. I heard on two different occasions of people going to New Year's parties and a couple having a big fight. <laughs> yeah, I guess they go ahead and call it quits because they just bring in the new, the new year with some bullshit. And, you know, I think it's better to cut your losses before Valentine's Day. I mean, if you're not really invested and shit ain't going right, you can't enjoy the holiday. Why wait? I mean, people don't really get together on MLK Day. Why wait? Rethink it. Come back. Let's, let's come back to this after President's Day. Let me get a day off to cool down and uh, we can talk about it. And maybe we can get back together. But don't go into the holiday with a bum if you ain't got to, man. In other political news, 45, man. 45. I said something a while back about be careful about being careful who you stand next to and who are you willing to stand next to. That shit goes both ways, man. If you know that you're a foul individual, you have to be aware of people that are willing to stand next to you. Now, most people ain't like me. Like, I, I'll tell you I ain't shit. But most people aren't uh, that self-aware. <laughs> They're not that conscious of, of them being who they are. And I guess that's that gets people through the day, whatever, cool. But for this individual, 45, you know you ain't shit when somebody else that ain't shit was in your corner with you and now they now they calling you treasonous for some for some shit you probably did while you were next to them if that makes sense like you know i ain't shit but you willing to stand next to me while i ain't shit in turn making you not be shit but then you go and say i did something that was treasonous which bro you were with me the whole time that that's weird to me but then again i wouldn't stand next to somebody like that and to be clear apparently the current Commander-in-Chief is getting into it back and forth over social media with uh, his advisor, his former advisor, and uh, the big wig over there at Breitbart, Steve Bannon. Who I about? I, I think he's a piece of trash anyway. But still, like, it just goes to show you the type of people that are willing to be around a certain individual just because of his power. Like, since you've been separated from that situation, you had nothing but bad things to say about bro but when you were standing next to him, you were shitting on everybody else. So where's your character at? If I'm cool with Eddie, right, and then me and Eddie go our separate ways, if you ask me about Eddie, I'm going to tell you, you need to go fucking talk to Eddie. I don't have shit to say about him. But because you ain't shit and you're willing to stand next to your boy who ain't shit, now you're just having a shit-flinging contest. Yeah, I, you just got to check yourself, man, and, and use this as an example in your own personal life. Don't be trash if you can help it. Being trash ain't where it's at, man. Do a, a self-assessment and realize you're trash. Stop being trash. If I could give the world one lesson, I would give it in the voice of a Southern high school football coach. Something blunt and direct. And I would just say, hey, man, don't be dumb. You're going to be dumb? Dumb shit's going to happen, buddy. So don't be fucking dumb. And that's my advice for the rest of the world. In whatever language you speak, don't be an asshole. Don't be stupid. Good things should come your way. Let me see what else happened. Am I done with news already? I might be done with news already. Oh, yeah, real quick. I was talking to my significant other, my lovely wife, the other day. And we were talking about, you know, the year, I guess, the year in sexual harassment after everything. We, what we, we were listening to Uncle Murder, the, uh, the 2017 wrap-up, which is fire, by the way. I think we had just got finished listening to that, and I think we were watching the news or something and about the allegations and everything that came out against all these guys. And 
I just got to thinking, it's like, it's weird to me that we just now started listening to women. Like, just now. Like, in my lifetime, you didn't really hear, like, I heard about sexual harassment. I would say, I would hear about it, I guess, when I was in my, my from 12, my, my early teens. So, I say from, like, maybe 12 to 13 on up, I remember that far back hearing about shit about sexual harassment or whatever. But it was never really dealt with. It was just... It was said, and then that was it, and it was forgotten about. And then even with the inequality and female wages and everything, it's stuff I never really think about or thought about until I was in the space with women and they ver and they uh, voiced their concern. And I was like, damn, it's like we just now, like, and you see more prominent men going on, going out and saying women deserve, no, women are the shit. They deserve equal, equal pay. They deserve equal representation. They deserve equal footing and standing next to the guys, like, as a child, I didn't hear that growing up. And I know that it was a generation before my parents' generation at the time that was mostly on TV and in the media. So I, I guess they still had that old school way of looking at shit. But you never really heard about anything like, um, I guess, empowering for women. You know, it was kind of like women play their roles and then that's just it. Now, I grew up with two working parents. So my mother worked my whole life as far as I know. Like, I, I saw the dynamic in my household of having two parents working, they both holding down everything, and both playing their perspective roles and, you know, living a, a decent life. So I never really was around to where I would hear about the complaints about wages. Like, my mother never talked about it. I guess she was satisfied at that position at work, and she was satisfied with the money she was making. So I never personally heard anybody say it until, like, a, a year or so back, one of my homegirls. B said something about it, and it made me actually really think. In uh, my profession, I don't, I work with females, and then I haven't. And currently, right now, I'm not around really that many women. So I don't get to hear the input about the, you know, all the movements and stuff going on and what's going on with, with their progression. But I see it on TV, and I just thought about it. Like, for all the coverage and media this shit is getting, makes me feel that we weren't really re listening to y'all. Because I'm thinking, like, how how long have we been ignoring this shit? It ain't like sexual harassment just fucking happened. It ain't like sexual assault and all this shit just fucking. It's been going on. I guess since the corporate structure started actually letting women in, it's been going on. And nobody's really even said anything. Like, even if you think back to, like, the caveman times, like, the old joke was, like, you club a chick over the head and you just drag her to the cave. Like, I was listening to um the Billion Idiots podcast with Charlemagne and uh, Andrew Schultz, and they were talking about just the way women have been portrayed in the media for years because they talk about rape culture a lot, and, and I'm just not really getting hip to their podcast, but they were saying how they talked about this shit episodes before the allegations came out. So I just think it's weird, and it's sad because I'm I'm realizing as I'm, as I'm saying this that, like, I just started noticing this shit. So we got we got to pay attention more because th these ladies are raising our kids. I got daughters and I want them to be the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. So they can give me some badass grandkids. So I have to be more aware of the issues women face because I'm raising two, and I'm raising two young black women. So we'll I mean I ain't gonna say we'll see, but I'm going to figure out the best way to help them become the best individuals possible because shit out here. Is uh, it's progressing, but I still don't think it's where it needs to be. There's still little slick shit said about women and all that, and 
I want my women, to, my little women I'm raising to be able to be like, hey, you may think that's it, but we about to change the game. So equal platform from everybody. That's what I've had in my household. So that's what I want to see out in the world. If everybody's equal, everybody should be cool. la di da all that trash. What else in news? Oh, shit. Um, so apparently the writers of an old 3LW song are trying to sue Taylor Swift for that Shake It Off song. The part where she says the players going to hate, 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 and all that shit. And my reaction to that, like, you know, most of the time when you hear shit like this in music, you'd be like, man, that's some bullshit. They're broke. That is trying to get money. And that shit, that may very well be the case. But my attitude on that shit is you damn right. Get your money. <laughs> get your damn. If you wrote that and you feel like they pilfered that from you, get your damn money. I haven't talked too much about the culture vulture shit on here, but I guess I'll address it now. Now, while they said, I forgot the exact word they used. They, I for, now I wish I could remember the word, but they're just saying it's basically something that's commonly used in language. And I'm thinking, nah, nah, cuz, if, it, if it's commonly used in language, it's taken from that song, cuz I never heard players, they're going to hate. I heard a player hater, I heard a player hater degree, all that, but I never heard it in the way that 3LW put it in that song. And then, you know, I could say damn near 20 years later, Taylor Swift come out and she got the players going to hate, hate, and she's making. She made or she's probably still going to make a shit ton of money off this song. Now, if that's the case, go and get your money, man. Fuck that. Because, for, I mean, for years, and I feel like if you're going to utilize the culture, acknowledge it. And unfortunately for her in this situation, in order for her to acknowledge it, she got to pay them people. And as an artist and as a person who apparently writes a lot of her songs, which is what I was told, I, can, I would expect her to respect that. Cut that check. Get them people their money. Because at the least they influenced you to write a, the hook for one of the biggest songs of your career. At least that I heard. I'm not a like a Taylor Swift fan or whatever. So I don't really know what what she's doing out in these streets. But I, I heard that shit everywhere. I heard that song for like the whole year it came out. And you know her music being like the poppy, I guess the, the radio friendly music. That shit's going to play everywhere on repeat. It's going to be one of the 20-something songs they have in rotation. So pay them people. You owe that. And, I, and I'm saying this as a black person who sees black culture being put in, um, in black terminology, being put in all types of fucking commercials and all this other shit, and it be not one black person in the commercial. That shit bothers me. It makes me feel a certain way. It's like, I'm going to take this, take that, take it slowly, take it slowly, take it slowly, and the next thing you know, there's no black people in the commercial, but you got this hip-hop backdrop, and we're not even in the fucking commercial. If you're going to borrow, pay your taxes. Because when, you know, the young black kids are making this music, especially back when it was, well, it's probably still sample-heavy, but when it was primarily sample-heavy, sometimes people can't get songs to clear because people don't like the genre of fucking music that's sampling the record. And, I mean, and that's their right, but my thing is, is if it's supposed to be art, let that go. You, you created it for it to be experienced by people and by you letting their sample go through it may turn somebody else on to the original piece of work so it, it kind of it, it irritates me when i hear shit like that like oh, i couldn't get the sample cleared so i can't use the song nah cuz and my thing with that is like she should she should pay them people just on the fact that there's no way that that part of the song even enters her vernacular if that 3lw song isn't made because there's nobody said that since and nobody said it before if that's the case somebody would have probably came after them for it or somebody would have came after taylor swift for it with them 
to get those funds. So I definitely think she should pay the people. She got the money anyway. And um, I feel like they helped her, man. So pay them people that money, man. Pay them people. You know goddamn well you heard that song and they wrote that. There's no other way in hell, Miss Swift, that you could have got that song in your brain without that 3LW song. And the girl saying numbers to numbers on the song. <laughs> no way in hell. What else? Uh, I was also talking to my wife about um, prison and about how we were talking about prison sentences or something. I don't know. We we watched the news a lot because I've been off late. So we were watching news and then or ID channel about people getting murked and all this shit. And I thought about uh, prison sentences. And I was like, if somebody killed a family member of mine, you sitting in jail don't do shit for me. Maybe it's because I'm from Duval, Saxonville. Maybe it's because I'm from Duval. Maybe it's because I spent, you know, time close to the streets or whatever. Maybe because of my background. I'm not trying to hear that, oh, yeah, we're going to lock them up. We're going to go to court. Then we're going to decide whether or not they belong in jail. That that, that don't work for me. Like, I, I need something else. If you take one of mine, I want you or I want one of yours. That's my mentality. Everybody's not going to agree with it. Too bad, so sad, I don't give a shit. But you don't, in my brain, get to take one of mine and then you just get to go sit in a jail cell. I think if you wrong a person, that person should be able to have some say-so in your, in, your, um, in your punishment. If you break my arm, I want to break your arm. You don't need to go to jail. <laughs> Let my, my arm heals, I break your fucking arm. And we going about our business. If you broke my arm, so I'm going to break your shit. If you steal from me, and this is all, you know, if it's been proven in the court of law. I can still say I don't mind the court system. If you can prove it, okay, cool. Now, we, now you break in my house and take my shit. You going to jail for six months or a year or however, don't really do shit for me. All you're doing is sitting in the cell, wasting time, being around other criminals, doing some work for the government for a ridiculously low wage, if that. So all you're really doing is working for the people. Like, in a way, you kind of get pimped because you call the, somebody breaking your shit, you call the police, the government lock them up, the government put them in jail and put them to work. I, nah, I want their wages for the next five years. I want 50% of your wages for the next five years. Put me on child support. All right, put them on child support. I want, I want that money for the next five-something years. You going to jail ain't, ain't going to do shit for me. Like, I want you to really make this shit burn. Let them get a job if they already don't have one, and then I want ha I want something, I want half their wages. You sitting in jail, that don't really that don't really make me feel bad as a citizen. I don't, that, that ain't doing shit for me. Take your ass back to work and give me half that moolah. Give me half that moolah. Give me half that money. I need that. Fuck, fuck you sitting wasting time in jail. Get out here and re rehabilitate yourself. Maybe the fact that you got to pay me for the next five or so years will make you realize not to do stupid shit like that no more. And, and you'll stop somebody else from robbing somebody. Like, hey, bro, hey, don't rob the house. You want to be on support for five years? Don't do that shit. <laughs> Why would I want you sitting in a fucking jail cell with a bunch of other criminals learning how to be a criminal? You kill somebody, somebody from that family should be able to kill you. And it, it don't have to be nothing like gruesome. I don't need to be able to walk up to you on the side of the street. But if you're going to put him in a motherfucking chair anyway, at least let me push the button, hit the switch. You killing that motherfucker, that don't mean shit to me. That's something you did. Somebody else who has nothing to do with my situation 
took out revenge. That don't transfer to me. You take one of mine. Let me, if they go into the chair, they go into the chamber, I want to hit the fucking button. It'll make me feel better. And you sitting in the fucking jail cell for 20 something years or 30 years or whatever. Nah, nah, cause like, I, I want to hit that button, man. And get you the fuck up out of here. That jail cell shit don't work for me, man. That's that's trash in my eyes. Prison, say fuck that. A eye for eye, a toe for a toe, a paycheck for thievery. And you know how I feel about uh, anything sexual. If you if you've been out here raping people, you should get that branded on you like a damn scarlet letter. And they should put you somewhere with other with wherever they want to do it. Put you somewhere. And let people rape you. That's how I feel about that. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up like that, but you've been out here raping multiple people, then that's what needs to happen to you. That's just how I feel about that. Well, yeah, if you're going to, nah, if you, if you kill me, I need, I, need, I need that. I need to be able to get you back or your family back somehow. Somebody's going to feel my pain. Fuck that jail shit. Somebody's going to feel my damn pain. Now, what else happened in the, the lovely world of news? I know I got some other bullshit on here. Oh, also, um, pro tip for the, for the folks out there, if you... If you listen to this and you, you do like a podcast or if you just want to keep notes, when you're on Twitter or you're on Facebook or the interweb somewhere, if you see something you want to talk about, there's usually like an icon where you can go to save it or share it, whatever. Go to the share icon. And if you, I know if you have an iPhone, it works. And just share it to your notes so you can go back and look at the article. And whenever you do what you got to do, you can just go check it out there without you having to save like a page or you don't want to miss it. You might forget about it. That's what I do. Like I'll label it. I'll label like a, I guess like a photo or whatever. Then I'll, if I go on the net and I'll see something I like, I want to talk about, I'll just, I'll share it to the notes and then it'll just be there and you can look at it whenever. That's a, a pro tip as my homeboy Yamas would say, I guess. So what else happened? Dubai Police Department has hover bikes. That's, that's fun to know. I, I see danger. Like Dubai got all the cool shit. If you've never been there, that is an amazing place. It's extra dope. But don't let the rappers fool you, man. That's that's one side. There's always another side to big cities like that. And I don't give a damn how much cool shit you got. It's still hot. It is still like a million fucking degrees. So that cool shit is nice. Like I seen Bugattis and Ferraris outside the Dubai Mall. All that. I seen all that shit. But when you walk outside, it's still like a million and five fucking degrees. I like Dubai. It's it's cool. It's a, I think it's a great place to visit because of all the dope shit they have. But people will talk about it without mentioning that heat. Especially all these lying ass rappers. Rappers. That's if they even went over there. Cause uh, I don't I don't see how you can go to Dubai and make a whole song and not mention that goddamn heat. And most rappers, if you go over there, uh, flies like you've been to Dubai, you broke by Dubai standards anyway. If you if you really know anything about the amount of money over there, they go over there. They regular ass people. What else we got? Oh, yeah. Um, rest in peace to my man, Craig Sager. But his family's having some issues. There's a legal battle for his will. The wife of his second marriage is serving the kids with paper so they don't contest the will. Even though the children had no intention of doing so. That just tells you, like, that death is a mess. Like, death, when you talk about it, we, we a lot of times we just talk about, you know, the actual loss of the individual. But a lot of, a lot of times, you know, the fallout makes it that much more worse because you have family members clamoring for shit talking about what they feel like they deserve or what they feel like they're, like they're old or whatever hey man um i know death is often sudden but i feel like if you if you have an inkling that you're on your way out 
you got to get your affairs settled. You know, I would, I don't know what I would want in my will, but like, if, like hopefully I would never be in a situation like he was. Like one family, my I go, all my shit just go to them. There's really nothing to discuss. It's all, you know, said and done. Boom, hey, you get this, you get that, you get that. It's split up equally. And then y'all go on with y'all lives and do great things in my memory. But it doesn't always happen like that for everybody. And this shit here is just sad. Like, the, they, the kids have to go through this. Like, they have to deal with this while coping with the death of their father. I think it's pitiful. I think the worst thing is that it got out. I know I'm talking about it, but I'm, I'm not talking about it for the purposes of uh, using his name, but the purposes of speaking about what happens when people go. Because I've seen this, like, in, in normal families, people who don't even have a lot of money. You know, the, somebody, a family member goes and all of a sudden, shortly after, people start divvying up shit. And that creates a rift between family members. So it's just, it's a sad situation, man. It's sad. But I'm, I'm going to stick with sports real quick. And what else? Um, My guy, LeVar, LeVar for president, 2000, like 2020, LeVar for president, goddammit. LeVar landed in Lithuania. She received a warm welcome from all the, the Lithuanian media and sports fans over there. So for everybody talking shit about his boys not being nothing, look at him ball. Look at it. Look at it. No, I just, I really like what he's doing. Blazing his own path. Creating the lanes for people. You can't be mad at that. He's still finding a way to be successful in the face of everybody wanting him to fail, man. So kudos to him and his, his family and everything. Shout out to them. What else happened? Oh, the Cleveland Browns threw an 0-16 parade. The, not the fans, rather. I don't know how much the organization had to do with it, but... That's that's loyalty. That's something we could do, deal more with in Jacksonville, man. We need we need to stop being so critical of these players, man. Especially the QB. Now I know he makes mistakes, and today I got was one of the first times I got to really watch him for a whole game, and I see that he makes some mistakes. But I'm I'm looking at it as it's his first playoff game. I know people that have been watching him, you know, throughout the years are gonna be less patient than me. I get that. I understand it. Cool. But appreciate what you have and. People realize that that is a hard fucking job to be the quarterback of a professional football team. Not only, you know, have to make sure that you have the play right in your brain, you have to make sure that you communicate that play correctly and effectively to the people that are going to be running said play, right? And then you have to go and execute that play with the defense trying to stop you from executing that play all in motion. So from whatever the coach gets you to the huddle, you have to process that, get in the huddle, make sure that everybody else understands what's going on while the clock is ticking inside a stadium with people yelling at you. Then you have to go make sure everybody's lined up. You have to look at the defense, assess what they're doing, and you may or may not have to, to get out of that play before you even start it. After that whole process of having to get the play, get it in your brain, go disseminate the information to the rest of the guys on your team, then going out there to execute while somebody's trying to stop you, you may have to change that play. Or maybe you don't see it, you call the play, and you have to quickly go from what was your main target and drop it off to your check down. And this all happens in a matter of seconds, like a little less than a minute. So people, you got to realize this is a hard fucking job. And your ability to execute is going to depend on the guys in front of you. You have great athletes in front of you trying to stop other great athletes from coming to get you you have to you know the weather dynamic it's a hard job so let's ease up on our, our qb and support our team it's just support your teams everybody man even if i don't like your team like you're a bum-ass packers fan or you're like a bum-ass red sox fan a bum-ass detroit pistons fan or a boston celtics fan or a bum-ass 
Florida Gators or Miami Hurricanes fan. Like, I don't like your team. Fuck your team. I hope all their team buses and planes break down. I hope they're late to games and practices. If it's a college team, I hope all the athletes fail their classes. I hate them. I don't like them at all. Like, I hope the cafeteria lady in their food facility gets food poisoning. Like, I don't like none of these teams, but I want you to like them and support them. And the Browns, the fans for the Cleveland Browns are giving everybody a message. If you, and this is, like, I've been in the city where there's no fucking football team. Like, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I lived in Virginia where there's no fucking team. At the time I got to San Diego, the team fucking left. So if you are lucky enough to have a team anywhere near you, embrace that shit. Embrace that team, man. Look at what Cleveland's doing. 0-16, they throwing them a fucking parade. They like, hey, we didn't win shit, but fuck, we about to get this draft pick and hopefully we can make it work, make it twerk. So I feel like if uh, we as fans embrace that, especially in Jacksonville, like if we lose, fuck it, we'll be, we'll be here next year. We have a team. Embrace it. Go through it, because when they win, like they're winning now, it's going to be that much sweeter, man. Look at the Patriots. The Patriots weren't dog shit for 20-something years, and now they're one of the greatest franchises in NFL history. And they have bandwagon fans, and they have loyal fans. But those loyal fans went through that ride the whole time. So, you know, stick with your team, man. With the thick and thin and all the bullshit. You don't got to bash them. Like, I understand voice your frustrations, but don't, but don't like, completely kill them. Kill other people's teams. That's what they're for. That's what rivals are for. Fuck the Titans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? Oh, speaking of Cleveland, um, Kyrie Irving. So when the Kyrie Irving shit first popped about him wanting to trade, I was pissed. I'm like, I didn't even root for y'all in the finals. If anything, Cleveland's a, ra- a rival of the Bulls. So I, sh- I shouldn't want y'all to be good. It just didn't make sense that he would leave a team like that. Like, you got a, a good chance of competing for a championship again. Like, you're going to be in the finals if that team stays together. Like, why would you leave? I didn't understand. I thought it was a stupid move. But then something came out. He finally spoke, and the reason that he made that move is because apparently there was a trade situation put together to get uh, Paul George and Eric Bledsoe for him. So when he heard that, he's like, oh, I'm, you don't want me here. I'm out. Like, why would I stay here if you're trying to trade me? I hit the game-winning basket in the finals. Now, LeBron made some plays. Don't get it fucked up. LeBron James made some excellent plays. But I hit the game-winning shot, fam. You want to trade me for another another wing, another point? How is that even going to work? Neither one of those guys can do what I do to a defense. Neither one of those guys is a better shooter than me. So why would you trade me? So I, I would, if I was Kyrie, I'd be hurt by that too. And I don't, like, I, I, I honestly, I can't blame him for, for not wanting to stay and then the situation they got going on in Boston ain't a bad one. Even though I hate the Celtics, it's not a bad situation for them to be in. They have a good young roster. And I feel like they won because the uh, the Cavs got, I think, like a draft pick. And they got Jay Crowder. And they got somebody else. But he's playing nowhere to the level that Kyrie Irving's going to play. And you go, you don't know what you're going to get with that draft pick. And then now with the Celtics doing what they're doing, that draft pick's probably going to be low. I mean, it's not going to be a high draft pick. So I don't know if they're preparing for LeBron to leave so they can rebuild, but I just think it was a bad move on their part to even consider that. Like, you you know, there's other guys you can get out there to fulfill those roles. You don't have to get a superstar. You already going to choke the shit out your salary, you know, as you are right now with having LeBron and K-Love and some of those guys there. Now you got – they got IT. That's right, they got IT, who's been hurt half the fucking season. So it didn't really – he's a defensive liability. It didn't really match up to me that trade. It didn't make any sense. 
that they put themselves in that situation. But it worked out for Kyrie. So kudos to Kyrie for taking his um career in his own hands because I, I feel like athletes should do that more. I get frustrated sometimes when I see guys leave teams and it's because I'm being selfish and I like the situation that we're in and it made it easy, you know, it made it appealing to me as the fan, as a consumer. But at the end of the day, the owners are going to do what they're going to do. The gyms are going to do what they're going to do. These, these athletes, a lot of times, can't really make moves or make decisions on their career. So if they can do it, fuck it. Go ahead and bust a move, especially if it's going to be something better for you in a situation where you've been contributing and you don't feel like you're appreciated. So kudos to Kyrie for that. I think it was a good look on his part taking you know control of his own shit oh shit so i know i i know i'm talking about sports but i forgot this shit real quick so there was a um <laughs> a car chase in la apparently this happens uh i don't want to say often but it's known to be happening in la where it's like a high-speed chase so my thing is if you're gonna be in a high-speed chase like i would want to be in like a a vehicle that's gonna blend in you know a fast vehicle that if you get away you may be able to get somewhere where your vehicle looks like everything else that's on the road so you don't stick out. <laughs> but these motherfuckers went on a high-speed chase in a U-Haul pickup truck. <laughs> I don't know where they, how they thought they were going to get away or, what, or where they thought they were going to go, but from what I know, pickup trucks are notoriously bad on gas, and it's going to stick out like a sore thumb with that big-ass U-Haul logo on the side. So <laughs> I don't know what, what their plans were. Like, this shit was stupid. And then they get out the car, and they, and the guy just starts hugging the girl. It was a male and a female, and they just start hugging each other and waiting for the police to come. And the cops still tased his ass. They lit his ass up with that taser, and, which I thought was kind of weird. But, I mean, I'm not a cop. I don't know how that works. I didn't, From the video I'm looking at, it doesn't seem like he was going to do anything violent. He just got finished hugging his chick. But they still hit his ass with that taser, and then they slammed her on the ground and put a knee in her back and rested her ass, too. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that part with, you know, with them having a tase, bro, or them having a, you know, slam over on the street like that. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't have been running from the fucking police. You know, there's no chance you getting away in a goddamn U-Haul pickup truck in L.A. You were going to hit traffic at some point, you stupid bastard. But I don't think they had to slam over on the ground like that. I doubt she was even the one driving. So, yeah. But back to the sports shit. So I have a question for anybody out there who pays attention. I have a real question and this is, i'm gonna call this the greatest hated right this is my my uh, personal dilemma i was thinking about over the week and if you could compare the two with all their success who was the greatest hated player or hated athlete of this era and i'm saying this era because for me the obvious answer would be muhammad ali i think muhammad ali was by far the most hated great athlete yeah, in my in like but i guess i'll say in my lifetime i wasn't there alive to him compete but i was alive while he was alive so i consider that in my lifetime and i'm narrowing this down to two people and because they've won like i like if it was just most hated right now i would tell you right now 100 percent that'd be um ck7 colin kaepernick but i'm not including him in this because he's not actively playing and while he had a good career for the most part when he was playing He's ridiculously talented. I can't call I can't call him great. I wouldn't put him in the great category. He'd have to win some more playoffs, you know, win win a, win a Super Bowl and MV, an MVP or something like that for me to put him in the in the great category. So the two athletes I'm talking about are both superstars and they're both multiple time champions. So my two most hated 
great athletes are LeBron James, Tom Brady. I want to know from you guys which one you guys think is the um, is the most hated. And I'm going to give you my opinion on the second. But once you hear this and once you listen to it all, you have your opinion, please let me know. Hit me at uh, noplayinthisride at gmail.com, all lowercase, noplayinthisride at gmail.com, all lowercase, or noplay247 on Twitter. So that's capital N, lowercase o, capital P, lowercase L-A-Y, noplay247 on Twitter. Hit me there and let me know who is your greatest hated athlete of, I say, this generation. We'll say of the 2000s. Yeah, the greatest, most hated athlete of the 2000s. And I'm talking about LeBron James and Tom Brady. And, I was, and I'm thinking about it because you have to look at it on two scales. On two scales. On one scale, you got Tom Brady who's been, who came in off the bench and has been winning and been hated ever since, like, the, uh, the fucking, um, the Raiders game where he, you know, he pump faked, he, or he fumbled the ball, and it wasn't called a fumble, and it went on to spur this Patriots dynasty who's been indicated, whose team's been indicated in cheating scandals, and the, uh, shit, the deflate gate, and shit like that. He's just a really hated guy, right? People hate him. They say, oh, they hate his wife. They hate his looks. They hate how he gets lucky. He's been called the GOAT, the greatest of all time as far as NFL. And he's also been called the low, the luckiest of all time because of these plays that happened in big games that aid him and aid in his victory. If you think about it, the uh, the time he fumbled when playing Oakland, the um, the interception that happened when he played the Seahawks, that catch that was made in the last Super Bowl when the when the Atlantic Falcons got gassed and they and they couldn't keep up with the pace. Right now, to be fair, he's a multiple-time MVP. He beat the greatest, who I thought would be the greatest QB of all time, Peyton Manning. He beat him a lot. Multiple-time champion, multiple-time division and conference champion. Like, the guys had a great career after being drafted in the seventh fucking round. There's a there's a huge argument for Brady to win this. And the Patriots are, like, universally hated by every other football team. There's teams that, that don't even play in the division or the conference with the Patriots, and people just fucking hate. They hate the Patriots. And I would say that's mainly because of Tom Brady and – um. And Belichick and all the wins they got. So it's a, it's, a, it's a huge argument for, you know, the greatest hated athlete of the 2000s to be Tom Brady. On the other side of that, you got LeBron James, who's been a highly touted athlete since his high school years and who had the – he had the storybook, man. He was from Ohio, got drafted by the Cavaliers, came into the league playing for Cleveland, got to the finals, man, had him in the playoffs only to leave without winning the ring, have a press conference to leave to go play in Miami, Florida with the Heat with a couple of his boys and win two rings and go to fucking three finals, two like three or four finals down there. And then to come back to Cleveland, left Miami, and then after him leaving Miami, takes Cleveland directly back to the finals for the next couple, the next few years in a row, Right? There's a, there's a, you know, if you look at it, you know, he's a multiple MVP, multiple-time NBA champion, multiple finals MVP, holds a lot of records just like Brady. Who is the most hated between LeBron James, who has to deal with the whole leaving Cleveland fiasco, then the leaving Miami fiasco, 
in the constant comparisons to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, or to Tom Brady who gets compared to Joe Montana, and the um, and say let's say John Elway, or somebody who was the most hated. And if you ask me, while Brady is hated by like the whole fucking league, I will still say LeBron to me is the most hated, just because of the level of conversation around his name. Well, if you talk about who's the greatest, right? If you compare Tom Brady to Joe Montana, it may be like, eh, I could see that potentially, or no, I don't see it, or yeah, maybe, or nah, Brady. We could say Brady, or whatever. It's acceptable, right? When you talk about him and MJ, that art that turns like a fucking full-blown argument. It's uh, he left Cleveland, this night in the third. He's not clutch. Like to to look at this awesome athlete and then only look at the chinks in his armor. Like, there had to be a degree of hate there. I feel like he is the most hated because he gets it from all sides, and I think he means more culturally to people LeBron James does than Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady, to me, is an American football player, a fantastic American football player. He's going to the Hall of Fame, no doubt. He's, just, he's a legend, a living legend playing football right now. And then you have LeBron James, who means so much culturally, He's looked, at a, he's looked at as a lead figure culturally with the things he's done as far as, you know, rocking the hoodies, wearing I Can't Breathe t-shirts, things like that. He's been more um, socially to people, I think, than Tom Brady has. Tom Brady, you don't really see him out in the limelight like that. Like, you may hear about him, he was spotted somewhere. Even with a supermodel wife, he's not in the media as much as LeBron James. So I feel like just as far as the media exposure alone, that LeBron gets, I think he's more hated, and I would, you know, there's a potential for him to be hated on a global scale because he goes to the Olympics and fucking kills people, or he has in the past, just destroys other teams. So I could say he's hated by multiple cities for leaving. So I would say LeBron James. I would say if you, if I really look at it, he's LeBron James is the most hated athlete. It's a shame, like, and people feel like I hate him, but I just don't think he's he has a leg up on Kobe or Jordan right now. I think he should. But he doesn't. I, physically, I think he's be, physically, of course. But I think it's the mental aspect. But in the next 20 years, I think he'll be looked at as the either him and Kobe will be looked at as the greatest athlete of all time. Like Jordan will still be there as far as the NFL. As a, not, excuse me, any, the NBA. As far as the NBA go, I think it'll be it'll be a toss up between Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. And while I'm talking about this real quick. Just like I said about appreciating the team. We got to appreciate these, these one-of-a-kind athletes we have. And me personally, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan, but I'm also a critic of LeBron. But I'm going to have to slow down on that because I realize that we, when these athletes go, like, as I was watching the, the retirement of Kobe's jerseys, as they go and, you, you know, you criticize them and say they should have done that, that was a stupid pass, that was a dumb shot, we don't always appreciate them while they're here. They say, give them the roses while they're here, right? And I'm telling you, when LeBron James plays his last game, it's going to be a fucking event. Unless he does something crazy like molest a kid or, or rape a chick or some shit like that or kill somebody, his last game is going to be an event just because of the things he's done on the court and the things he's done off the court that people don't talk about. Him putting kids through college, him building houses for people on HGTV and shit. Just the things that people don't talk about or maybe don't even know about. Like, LeBron James is just a great motherfucker. If you really look at the meat and potatoes of his, you know, of him in his entirety. 
So when he goes, it's going to be an event, man. So try to appreciate. We got to try to do better about appreciating athletes while they're around and alive because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen on a flight, a car ride, a bar of soap, somebody crazy. You never know a sickness. You never know what can happen to people. They could be here today, going tomorrow. Let's try to appreciate these superstar athletes we got and just people in general while they're around. So I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. It's been great doing this for you guys. I think this is number 14. I apologize for the technical difficulties on the last one. I re-uploaded, if, um, if you're not aware. I did re-upload the episode and the issues were fixed. So one, one more thing real quick in reference to the Patriots. Don't let that bullshit fool you with the Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady shit. In my mind, that's a smoke screen. I'm thinking everything is all good in Patriot land. I think they put out that statement to add further confusion because all the people looking in are only going to draw them in close together and they want to execute. If he did push Jimmy Garoppolo out, hey, fucking Tom Brady did him a favor because now he's a starting quarterback for in San Francisco. So whatever. If that's the case, good luck, Brady. You got the kid a job. Whatever. But don't fall for that shit. I hope Tennessee falls for it because I hope they beat the brakes off Tennessee. I really hate them motherfuckers. But, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, No playing this ride. Hosted by me, Blackout. No playing this ride at gmail.com, all lowercase. No play 247 at Twitter, capital N, lowercase O, capital P. L-A-Y. I'll do that again because I fucked it up. Capital O. Fuck. I'm still messing it up. I'm going to do it again. Capital N. Lowercase O. Capital P. L-A-Y. No player 247 at Twitter. Hit me up. Let me know. Greatest hated. LeBron or Brady? I'm going LeBron. Let me know how y'all feel about it. Let me know if I'm wrong. If I forgot anybody. Fuck them. Not as important. I'm out, man. Y'all be good. Keep doing your, uh, your, your New Year's shit. If you got a New Year's resolution... Fuck it. You don't need a New Year's resolution. Be yourself, goddammit. That got you this far. Fellas. 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 Start getting your Valentine's Day stuff together now so you're not scrambling and you got to break up with a chick before Valentine's Day. No, I'm just kidding. Y'all be safe out there, man. MLK Day coming up. Celebrate it before they eradicate it. Leave it better than what you got it. Live, learn, laugh. Peace.